Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renfigman. Always excited to be back in the building with you. What? All right. Deep breath, everybody, because we are about to turn everything up. I have a really good friend, a fantastic soul, a spiritually minded leader who is doing incredible things in this world. And she showed up to show out just for you with a real talk conversation. I have to welcome my good friend, Keisha Butler Thomas. She is an adjunct professor at Temple University, helping these young people get in alignment with where they are taking their already natural brilliance so they can be socially apt as well in the marketing space. And she happens to also be a founder and CEO of LCK Consulting Services, where she is helping everything from online marketing, digital brand strategy, right down to social media marketing while you're on trend. So not just the outdated, okay, we need a few images, put up your brand voice quotes. She's going above and beyond in the most digestible and palpable way possible to make sure that the businesses and brands that she and her company works with can go to the next level. Keisha is all about elevation. So of course, she was coming to the BBP to have a conversation with us on how she's creating work, life, and love in her life with her bae, her forever lover, and making sure she has plenty of room for all of her clients. Keisha, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Oh, Nikita, I'm so excited to be here with you, my good girlfriend. Um, I have uh, been a long fan of the Balanced Foley podcast. So I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I always am this week. Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm in a good mood. Um, and I'm ready to talk this with you. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so grateful that you have been a long time listener of the show and very integrated into all things balancing as long as it's bold. So you have a lot going on in your life, both personally and professionally. All good things. Great, great, great things. And with great things, there comes the reality of good stress, right? Like you just hosted Gay Pride Weekend, I think, or weekday. I'm a little thrown off because you know I don't come to nothing. I'm never available for nothing. So you know I have to like <laughs> figure out what's going on in the world of my friends over tea, but we haven't had tea for like a month now. So tell me what's going on with you. <laughs> yeah, so I did. I, I had the pleasure of hosting the Collingswood pop-up pride. So I live in Collingswood, New Jersey. I'm very involved in my town. Um, and I am blessed to have an amazing employee who's a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. And so for me, it's so important to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And I believe that allyship is holistic. Mm -hmm. And so when Collins would ask me to host, I was more than excited to do so. Uh, so that was this past weekend. Yes. And we do have tons of stuff going on. We, LCK moved into our brick and mortar location a little over a month ago. At this point, um, our brand continues to expand. We recently, as recently as last week, went from servicing companies in eight countries to nine countries. So we bought on our ninth country. Really excited about that. Um, Such a blessing. And then, of course, I am all the way married to my 
forever love, my husband, Lavelle, who is absolutely amazing. I'm also a dog mother. So, you know, Diamond gets all of her attention. <laughs> and then a professor uh, at Temple University. So there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. Um, that, that are going on. Absolutely. And there's you skipped over a few of your board and committee meeting opportunities <laughs> and, you know, all of the <laughs> obligations, all of it. I'm not mad. But yes. I do remember reading, it was probably just a few kicks back that you and Lavelle were voted power couple of your county. Am I correct? We were, yes. So we were blessed to be on the cover, actually, of Collingswood Living Mm -hmm. um, in February of 2022. Nice. That's what we're in, right? The pandemic has me backed up. Yes. Uh, But yes, 2022. And uh, that was was a real honor because I tend to do so much um, in the career space that my husband is very much a part of it, very much, but he's also a silent part of it. Yeah. And so to be able to share that with him was really special. Yeah. Now, you know, I relate personally. Uh, Dean, my husband is 49% owner of all things Thick Pro. And he was like, but I don't work for you. Okay. Like, you know, I own pieces of that. I will support you all day long. He definitely shows up, you know, owning the creative end of what we do and directing. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Tell that designer to do that differently. Like <laughs> All of those mm-hmm. good places. Mm-hmm. But he does not necessarily sit in the vision with me to walk this out with working with power couples like yourself, married women, entrepreneurs, and leaders. He's like, I have my own dream. Thank yeah. you. But I'm here for you, babe. And I, you know, that adds a different spin when they have their own thing and you don't get to necessarily control yes. all the pieces of that. So how is it working for you and Lavelle these days? You have your own office outside of your lovely home. So he has to deal with a little little bit of travel from you now and, and all of it. How is he managing? So that was actually um, a really important piece for us and a really important piece for me to be able to balance. Yeah. Right. So my home, especially through the pandemic, became work and home Mm -hmm. and it became very difficult as the business was growing for me to detach from work Keisha and become Keisha the wife Keisha the dog mother like I I was really losing myself in work and so my husband used to travel for work Mm -hmm. Um, he works for Amtrak and so he used to be on the road and so he'd be gone sometimes two, three, four days at a time out of every week working. And so recently, as recently as February of 2022, February 2022 was a good month for us. But as recently as... (laughs) Okay, y'all had a lot going (laughs) on. (laughs) That's also our anniversary month, all the things. But um, he got a promotion. Mm -hmm. And so when he got his promotion, that took him off the road. And he's now home every day at some point, like a normal person. And so when that happens, immediately I recognize the need to create work-life balance, not just for me, but for him as well. And so I wanted it to now, I wanted our home to now be a space where when he comes home, he's away from that and he's in a place of peace and I'm creating that peace for him. And so I made the decision when uh, we found out he got the promotion to begin looking for a brick and mortar space to be able to purify our home space. And so I did that. And actually, it's really not that far. Like, 
my office is literally a three minute drive okay, from okay. my house <laughs> up the street. Um, but it was exactly what was needed mm-hmm. for me to be able to show up in each aspect of my life fully yeah. because I wasn't showing up fully for my husband. And I, I totally admit that because it was so easy to just jump out of the bed, run into the office, get stuff done versus now I actually pause and think about it. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I love your vulnerability and your honesty with it because it's not as easy as people think. I was just having a conversation with someone else. Um, I, it was in reverse. I was a guest on her show. And as we were talking on, you know, on air recorded, when she left corporate and became an entrepreneur, she was like, oh, this will be easy. You know, love, hugs, happiness, private jet planes, you know, all the things. And then obviously <laughs> the reality of what goes into being an entrepreneur, especially, and I know you yourself also come from corporate, when you're used to having teams or departments that you can delegate, or maybe it's Mm -hmm. the red tape and it's part of the frustration, but you know there's someone else handling something that's technically, even if it's slowing the part of what you have to do down a little bit, it's their problem. And you just kind of waiting for that next step. But as an entrepreneur, you're creating all the steps. All the pieces, all the SOPs and doing the team management, the people management, the delivery of services and puppeteering all those parts. So everything in your business not only plays nice for you, but so your clients can get the best piece of you. Absolutely. That's so, that is so real. Right. And, and honestly, I, I encounter a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm ready to be an entrepreneur. And I don't necessarily ask them about the money aspect or any of that. I ask them about their ability to emotionally detach. Come on. Because I am so emotionally attached to my company. It's my baby. Yes. Right? Like, I I bought this thing into the world. I nurture this thing. I feed this thing. I mean, all of it, Mm -hmm. right? And so to be able to emotionally detach from that, is the most difficult part. Mm-hmm. It's not the financing. You can find that. It's not the people you can hire. It's you personally being able to remove yourself. And I struggled with that for a very long time because I was, you know, an entrepreneur for many, many years. But for those you follow me on Instagram, my very first business card ever, my grandmother had in her things. We were cleaning out her things. Mm-hmm. And that business card is... 15, 16 years old. Mm. So with that, with that, with that being said, you know, I've born a lot of babies, a lot of business babies. Mm -hmm. And so it's always been very difficult, but when your priorities shift, you have to figure out how to do that. And I often say, I have a lot of titles, right? Professors, CEO, TV hosts, all these things, right? But my number one title is being Lavelle's wife. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out how to not just say that, right? but mean that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm really honored by the reality of you sharing that those pieces that flow really well together now didn't necessarily always flow together. And some of those pieces were missing because you didn't even know that they needed to be there, let alone in an appropriate order. And I respect that, especially as a woman, you read Selfish, you already know that you, you, you know the dirt. Okay. Cause I, I put it all out <laughs> on the table. For those of you who ain't read it, go get it. That, that's all I'm gonna say right there is my whole life in 190 pages. And it was not easy. 
it was the opposite mm-hmm. of easy. There, the reality is there were simple things that I needed to do to organize it, but simple isn't easy when it matters to you how those things are put together with care, with love. Heck, I can't even get my husband to eat a meal if he thinks I didn't make it with love. He's like, Mm-mm, you came down all aggressive. I don't want them sweet potatoes. Like, what's that? That's anger in them potatoes. I don't want that in my organs, right? Like, no, uh-huh. I'm going to eat the mm-hmm. sandwich instead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's real though. And I, and I think that that is the, the, the beginning part to figuring out how to balance, mm-hmm. right. Is being able to boldly confront yourself. Yes. Right. And to be able to have those bold, courageous conversations with yourself when you are not mm-hmm. being your best, mm-hmm. when you are not showing up, being able to recognize that and also being able to take that feedback from your part. That's right. Right. My husband had to give me feedback. Mm-hmm. And I had to receive that in respect and love and not just receive it, but process it and make changes. Yeah. The challenge for that for so many women is that we're women, right? So we know so much. We've been through a lot emotionally. We we contextualize things in a very different way than men do. So when they're actually right, a lot of us have a hard time receiving the rightness because we're so used to having, dare I say, a one up on the the version of where they're trying to go and really understanding so we can synthesize it better for them than they can do for themselves. I listen, honey, I have more than a fair share of moments when my husband would look at me like, you you just don't want to listen. And I'm like, I am listening. You're not understanding what I'm trying to say. And he's like, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to tell me what I mean and how I feel. And that's not the reality. I need you to receive this so we can grow together. If that wasn't the sexiest, most annoying combination ever mm-hmm. to receive mm-hmm. it. And I know mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I see it in your face. Absolutely. <laughs> listen, listen. My husband's favorite thing to say is, I don't need you to hear me. I need you to change your behavior. Mm. Yes, Lavelle. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I need you to more mm-hmm. than it just hear this. Change the behavior so we can get to something different, something new, mm-hmm. something better, which is ultimately what you're doing with a lot of your clients. They're used to yeah. doing things in a certain way that work for them up into a point, up into it doesn't work for them. And now they're hiring mm-hmm. you for you to audit and give feedback that it doesn't stop there. Because now they have to implement it. And I know right. you well enough to know that you're like me. I don't want clients for clients' sakes. I don't want to just say, oh, my portfolio is XYZ big and covers this much territory. I want to know my clients are actually implementing. And they may have to modify it for their situation, which is fine. It's the private clients get the modification done with them. But if they're in an incubator or a cohort or other programs, like I know you have as well, where it's more group-based, you're still giving them all the juicy tools. But the ones that aren't necessarily able to stay consistent in the marathon are the ones that keep questioning your questions instead of questioning their questions and seeing, are they in the way of their own progress with implementing Mm -hmm. these changes, especially considering that you're not just teaching quote unquote, traditional social media marketing, uh, digital strategy. You're also aggregating what's on trend so that they can take advantage of all those algorithms. Are you seeing a lot of those challenges with your clients as well with how they're balancing the new information, the new way of being, the new way of doing in their business? 
Absolutely. And one of the biggest things is social media moves so quickly that I could have a conversation with a client today and the next time we meet, may that be in a week, two weeks, or the following month, that information is different. And that can be very frustrating when you are trying to learn and grow at the same time. And so more so than anything, our job is to really facilitate information as it comes and help with the pivots along the way, because there are a lot of pivots. And that's not just with my clients, that's with my students as well. Mm -hmm. I'll start off the semester teaching one thing, but by the time we get to the end, I have to retract some statements and move some things around because that's just the reality of social media. For a business though, if you've been in business for a while and you do things from a traditional business sense, social media can be the most aggravating portion of your business because typical business 101, which you and I know is you create your business plan, you follow your plan from A to Z, you see growth. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, with social media, there's no A to Z. Sometimes you have to go from A to M and then from M to Q and then from Q to B and then from B to O. I mean, it's, it's, unfortunately, that's the world that we live in. And so there's a lot of frustration there in clients and typically why they hire us. As a digital brand strategy firm, we help create not one, not two, but multiple plans that already encompass pivots, Mm -hmm. right? So that way, when you go to your playbook, as we call it, you have multiple ways to be able to attack social media. So that way you don't feel like once you were given a plan, it didn't work. Now what? You simply go back to the playbook Mm -hmm. and figure out which of those new plays works best for where you are now. Mm, I love it. That is a mic drop moment. It's literally built into the flexibility of what's it's guaranteed to be needed. And that takes a little frustration away as well. When you're walking in, whether this is your work, your life, or your love, when you know that life is going to give you one constant, which is change. Life is always going to throw you some kind of change. But if you prepare as much as you can prepare, which is really just having a mindset of open-mindedness and flexibility, that is probably 50% of the battle. Because when you're really rigid, which is a form of trauma, and that's a whole different conversation, when you're super rigid and super fixated and focused, the biggest problem you have isn't accepting the change is getting you to move to make room for Mm -hmm. the change. And what you're encouraging your clients and those that are following you to do is be prepared for it. Know that it's coming. And how about we gave you a playbook, you know, giving you some insight into what some of those changes, because a lot of them just recycle themselves on a different platform. You know, the same challenge Mm -hmm. LinkedIn had with growth TikTok is now having and so on and so forth. And it looks a little bit different. It's, it's colored with a little bit of phrase and stripes, but it's still closed. You know, one way or another, Mm -hmm. it still has to go on. And I know that you as a teacher, the teacher in you is always five steps ahead and making sure that you can break things down in a digestible way. So it's not overwhelmed overwhelming for those who have more of a creative mind and they can't deal with algorithms and technology and the gremlins that, that come along. Yes. Um, especially <laughs> the, the type A engineering tech minds that actually they know tech really well and they're really good with problem solving, but 
social media incorporates a creative side that maybe they haven't opened themselves Mm -hmm. up and you're really blending the two of those extremely well. It really is a marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Between creativity and data, which is a marriage that we have not seen Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And so in a way it's uncharted waters. And part of the reason why even, you know, governments around the world can't figure out how to properly regulate it because this marriage is so new. And by time you learn the dance moves for the first dance, you're onto the mother daughter Mm -hmm. dance. Right. And then from there you're onto the, to the son and and mother dance. Right. I mean, it just constantly Mm -hmm. is moving and throughout the marriage, it's necessary to be armed and dangerous with enough of both sides, right? Enough creativity to where you can pivot in that Mm -hmm. space and enough of a type A tech mind to where you are open enough to learn a new piece of technology. Yes. Three snaps. I love it so much. Okay. So we talked about the data science meets creative marriage and what you're helping, you're guiding, you're midwifing your clients through in so many ways, right? And we also talked about how you and Lavelle, your forever lover, as a power couple, have navigated some terrain that you didn't know you were going to have to navigate. But once you did, you fully committed to the process because your priority as wife mattered more to you than anything else. So my next question that you know I ask all of my favorite guests is how do you give yourself permission to pause? Just you for you. You know, it's funny. So I know that you asked this question and I gave this some thought. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's always rooted in my faith. So as a Christian woman, I get up every morning at five o'clock in the morning and I read the word. I actually read the entire Bible in one year in 2021. So I'm recycling at this point, but I believe you get something different every time you get up. I get up, I do that. From there, in the wintertime, I do yoga. Now that the summer is back, beginning on June 20th, I will start going to the pool every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I do laps. That is my time. That is the time where I sit with me. Mm -hmm. I have the conversations with me that I need to have. I'm able to regroup and to think and to have some of my best ideas because I quiet all the noise Mm -hmm. around me and prioritize myself. I have to say though, admittedly, it took me a very long time to get there because I was so focused on hyper-focused on success. And what success looked like to me was a certain amount of money in the bank, Mm -hmm. the house, I mean, it. What this is what it looked like mm-hmm. to me because that's what I was trained to believe. Yep. But once I allowed myself to unlearn mm-hmm. what society says success looks like, that's when I was able to step into mm-hmm. giving myself the permission to pause. And I began implementing my morning I, my morning pauses at the end of 2020, mm-hmm. and they have continued. To the point where now the dog knows, don't come out the room. My husband will not make a noise because they know that is my time. 
that's when I am doing all the things I need to do for me. Yeah. Which makes you a much more fun person to be around when they do come out the room. <laughs> I can imagine him now. Your husband is a really tall dude and I can imagine him like, is it safe now? Like, is it okay now? <laughs> well, most times he sleeps through awesome. it. Um, unless he's headed to work. Mm-hmm. And, and now with his new job, he's out of the house by about, quarter to five. Oh. So I'm then getting up yeah. and having my time. Oh yeah. So you have not lots of energetic spaciousness, not having to yes. like, be a little bit more quiet for him while he's resting and, and all of that. Yeah. Poor Diamond though. She's like, Oh mom, come on already. You're five minutes late. Get, get, get finished. Hurry up. <laughs> she knows, she knows the deal. She is very much understanding of mommy's time um and and you know she's typically sleep during the time too but you know she she gets it but i i have to have that and i notice um i notice just how much more successful on my own terms yes i am by having that a thousand percent there's a a mentor and advisor in my ecosystem i'm gonna misquote a little bit so i'm paraphrasing but she says something like you have to unlearn in order to expand. Mm. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You were unlearning some things so you could expand not only business and empire and lifestyle, but you and all the things that you were willing to not just embrace, but to make room for the creation of the reality that you absolutely hands down are doing very well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I love Keisha so much. So tell everyone how they can connect with you. So I am everywhere in the world pretty much as Keisha Butler Thomas. So on all social channels, I'm Keisha Butler Thomas with the exception of Twitter Mm -hmm. because of their character limitations. So I'm Keisha B. Thomas on Twitter. You can visit us uh, directly on the web at www.lckconsultingservices.com. You can also come into the office. All the information is there if you'd like to schedule uh, some time to do that. And I'm super open. So you can email, you can slide in my DMs. It's not weird. People do it all the time. I live on social. Um, but get in contact with me if you need to have a conversation about digital brand strategy, social media marketing, what's on trend. I am happy to do that for you. Oh, you are such a breath of fresh air and great energy, Keisha. Thank you for carving out time out of your really robust and full schedule. Thank your husband for letting you have this extra time at the end of your day. Cause I know he's like, babe, date night. Come on, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. So really, truly, we thank you here at the BBP. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you and spend this time with you. Um, it's just always amazing when we get together. Yes, it is. And now we're going to move on to the offline conversation. So BBP listeners, thank you so much for always showing up. I know that you are multitasking, Peloton, riding, walking your dogs, playing with the kitten, all the things that you're doing. And I just appreciate that you tuned in for us. But I have to ask you a favor, as I always do. I need you to make sure that you share this with someone in your ecosystem who can benefit from everything Keisha Butler Thomas just shared just now. If they are an entrepreneur, you already know they need it. If they're an exec working in a high level firm and you're not sure, she works with brands too, boo. So make sure you share for just in case. But most importantly, press 
repeat on this episode so you can hear what she was sharing about her own personal transformation and the awareness of self that was needed to even recognize that there were some pieces out of place that had to be reorganized. That is my last ask, except in truth, I always want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly.